Thank you. Thank you. I was, um, I've shared with a few people that yesterday um, I was telling my husband, I don't want to speak. I'm not going to speak tomorrow. We're, we're moving. We're actually having our home packed up tomorrow, and then they're going to move us out on Tuesday. So I was trying to use that as an excuse. But then when Pete kind of gets a hold of you, he convinces you want to speak, that you're going to speak. So here I am. I'm speaking, and this is my second time now. <laughs> so... I, I just, I want to say this is a very emotional um, time for us as we don't take our decision to leave this house lightly. Um, we have been blessed. We are all who are part of this house. We are blessed to be a part of this house. And um, I, I, I think some of the, the most significant things as I look over my past 20 plus years in this house is that... Um, it has given me such a strong, firm foundation for processing every season of my life. And I am so thankful to Pastor Bob and his, um, his strong biblical um, uh, theology, which has just under, it's been the, the undermining of everything that we do in this house, from the prophetic to um, our giving to the nations. Everything we do is because we want to follow what the Bible tells us to do. And that has served me well. Um, I started coming here when I was 20. I've met my husband here, uh, had children here, gone through many seasons here. We've started a business. And if it was not for being in a church that gave me not just a good biblical standing to stand upon, an understanding of the scriptures, but also prophetic voice. You know, in this place, we've had people that have come up to us at really integral times that have just shared a message that to them, it didn't seem very significant, but to us, it meant so much. And there's, it just stood as a, a guidepost as we've gone from one season to another. And so where we are today, in large in part, is because of the input that we've had from, from this house and for that, I'm extremely thankful. And then when it comes to community, um, the one thing that I can that comes to my mind is just the thought that I'm okay. When you bump shoulders with people who are authentic and who are honest, and there's some places you can go, and I've mentioned this, but there's some places you can go where people are nice and friendly, but maybe there isn't that honesty of living life and sharing, you know, this is what I'm going through. This is the tough season I'm going through. Uh, this is my heart. These are some of the struggles that I'm facing right now, but I'm still trusting God in the midst of it. Um, but when you, when that's absent, you can't, you can't get the sense, you don't get the reflection on your own life to say, you know what, when I'm going through those times and those seasons, I'm okay too. But here, there is an honesty, there's a vulnerability that really marks the people in this church. And so when you're bumping shoulders with people like that, it makes you feel, you know what, I am okay. Even if I don't wake up every morning feeling great, or if I'm going through a deep, dark season, or if I'm facing a, a trial of some, some sort, I know that I'm going to make it through because I have stories of people around me that have been willing to open up and share that give me hope give me strength to know that I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through this difficult season. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to see his promises fulfilled in my life. 
And uh, despite myself and my failings and my weaknesses, it's not about me. You know, it's about the grace and the glory and the power of God working in and amongst us. And so you see that when you're in work, when you're living with people who are open and who are vulnerable. And um, I'm sorry, I, I kind of lost my, my train of thought there. But <laughs> this is not my forte, I have to say. Not that's, uh, Speaking is not my forte. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But um, yeah, the, that, so pa, um, Pastor Pete asked us to share something that we felt the Lord was speaking to us that we wanted to share regarding the church. And um, I didn't get any big message, but I really felt the scripture um, that they will know you by your love for one another. That was really impressed upon me as I was asking the Lord, is there anything you want me to say in parting? And uh, just this in this day and this time, I think as the church is trying to understand its significance and um, trying to be relevant in this very difficult season that Pastor Bob was mentioning, that's the thing that will mark us not just that, but it's, it's loving. It, you know, Jesus talks about, if you remain in my love, and I will remain in you. And the, so that loving each other well, I think, is something that we do, we do do well here in this house. And so remaining in that, that, that's what's going to stand us apart. And that's what's going to allow us to uh, be what the world needs right now. They don't need anyone to just pat them on the back and tell them, yes, we agree with you. No, they need to have Jesus's love. They need to see Jesus's love in action. And so that's, that's what I feel the Lord is, is wanting to just allow me to share with you before I go. All right. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Tom. Uh, not married to Katie. Married to Nicole. Not going to Alabama. We're going to Texas. Just getting things straight. <laughs> okay, we're good now. Um, four years ago, we had been coming out of a really difficult season of our life. A uh, combination of career, finances, relationships, all the kind of things that, that life brings us at times. Um, we had been in a difficult, very difficult season, and we were at a place where we were just broken. Um, and we through prayer, just sought God of like, why, what's going on? Why are we going through this? What, why are you stirring? What are you changing in us? And through that season of prayer, we felt God leading us here. And so we thought, okay, well, if that's what we both feel like God's speaking to us, we're going to do it. So we moved about an hour from here to here um, and jumped in with both feet. We believe that, that God had brought us here for a reason, that God had plans and ideas and things he wanted to do in us and through us here at CHC. And so we came up and, um, you know, like I said, we, we came in broken and this place just accepted us like family immediately. Uh, we got involved. We wanted to get involved. We jumped into the welcome classes, the um, new member classes. And then as soon as we could, we just got into community and we joined, you know, initially we joined a couple of different types of groups and some family groups and some other types of groups. But ultimately what came out of us jumping in was relationship with people. Many of you here, um, many of you in the former service, like this has become a family for us. And even though we've only been here for four years, we feel like we've been here a long time. We feel like this is our home. And so 
you know, just coming into the community here um, was such a significant place for us to find healing coming out of that place. And God met us certainly on Sunday mornings in places of 10 times of worship, but man, there's, there's memory after memory of us being in someone's house or having someone at our house and sharing our burdens and our struggles and, and having them pray with us, but then also getting to do the same thing with each other and sharing those same, you know, pain and struggle and burden and prayer and, and seeing God move and change circumstances and, and heal our hearts and, and bring restoration and, um, and bring ministry and opportunities for us in this church and, and in community groups as well. Um, we didn't think we'd be leaving four years later either. So <laughs> it was a little bit of a shock to us when, again, through prayer, we felt God stirring our heart and pushing us and, and, and moving in the direction of what started as the word transition. And we're like, 2020, the world's in transition. What does that mean for us? No big deal. And then it turned out as we pressed in, God had something bigger for us and God had brought us to another point of, I've got something for you and I want you to obey in this as well. And I'll tell you, moving from an hour away from here to here felt like a big move. Moving from here to Texas is a really big move. It shocked us, it scared us. Um, honestly, we spent a lot of time in prayer and fasting, thinking through that. Um, and we ultimately believe that that's what God has for us and what he's calling us to. And we wanted to be people that act and obey on God's word in our heart. This church has helped make us who we are today in a very, very large way. Um, and now we're taking that next leap of faith and we're expecting and planning and hoping that God will have those same new opportunities for us the next stage of our life. So we are very excited about that. Uh, but that also comes with the season of leaving, which is difficult and hard. And uh, we love so many of you and we're so grateful and so, and so thankful for all of you in this church and the pastors. Um, a verse, as I was praying about this and thinking about this uh, for something to share, is actually Acts 2.42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. And I, I just think back now, four years, we've done those things here, and it has brought so much life. And I just want to encourage you, we're coming out of a really weird time. It's time to jump back in with both feet to community. It's time to jump back into involvement in sharing each other's burdens and getting back to what God has for all of us next here at CHC. Hello. Good morning. I'm Nicole. Um, I, I told in the first service, I said, it's not fair for me to have to go up after my husband speaks because he makes me cry. So, um, yeah, we came four years ago. And like Tom said, it, it feels like we've been here our whole life. We feel like this is home, that you guys are family. And so many of you have poured into our life, poured into our kids' life. And we are forever grateful for that. So thank you. Um, they asked us to talk about community groups. And I am... I mean, that just stirs my heart. I love community groups. I love talking about what God does in homes when we meet together. It is a passion of mine, and I hope today to impart that to you, to you guys take that passion home, and it stirs in you. 
Um, so my first memory of small group here at CHC was um, we had just come. It was summer four years ago. And I left a church where I had been for 32 years. So I have never experienced being new. I've never experienced having to make new friends. Uh, that was a big deal. And it's really scary. I know a lot of you have been in that place before. Maybe you're in that place now. Um, and someone invited me to a group. And it was Tamar. And... Um, So on that flip side, I would say, if you've been here, invite someone to your group. Take that step out. Find that new person and invite them because I guarantee they need that. They need to be invited. So I'm I'm driving to Tamar's house and I am like praying. I'm like, please, Lord, don't make me do this. I don't want to go. This is terrifying. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I park in front of her house and I just sit there and I'm like, if I wait long enough, it will be rude for me to go in late. Um, But no, he, like God, he just pushes me out the car, pushed me into the house kindly. And, um, and in that room was an amazing bunch of ladies that are some of my closest friends today. And that's what's waiting in community group. That's what's waiting on the other side of fear. And that's what's waiting on the other side of, of maybe anxiety and an unknown is friendship and love and joy and peace and all the things that friends bring into your life. Um, you know, and then like Tom said, we started doing our own community group. And I remember a season a couple of years ago, I was pregnant and I was just exhausted. I'm like, I don't want to host tonight. I'm so tired. You know, like we just had this and this and this and this. But can I tell you that every single time I went to group or I hosted a group, how alive I felt afterwards because God meets our sacrifice. God meets us every single time we reach out to him. He is so faithful and he will meet you. So my encouragement to you is if you're in a busy season of life, don't stop community group. Don't stop it. Instead, reach out, add a group into your life. You will not regret it. God will meet you there. Um, the, one of the scriptures that I love, and it just reminds me of community, is in Exodus 17, 11, And it talks about when Moses, uh, the Israelites were fighting a battle. And God told Moses to go stand on the mountain. And he told him, if your arms are raised, the Israelites will win. But if your arms go down, they're going to lose. And so he's up there. And there's Moses, you know, a faithful man. And he's got his arms raised. And how many know after so long, I mean, your arms are going to just physically get tired. And they're going to come down. But there were his two people his two people next to him. And what did they do? They put a rock under his arms to prop his arms up. And then it says they lifted his arms up for him so that the Israelites would continue to win. And that to me is just such a beautiful example of what community should look like. When we are tired, when we are weak, when we have things in our life that's dragging us down, we need those people next to us to lift up our arms. We need those people that are going to come and say, I got you. I got this. I'm here. I'm praying for you. Let's do this. Community brings that into our life. Don't miss that part of it because it's life-changing. Um, so many times in the last few years with our baby, our third, our third kid, people rallied around us when we were going through infertility. And, and I can't tell you the strength that I felt from the people that I met with and at our house and just on our knees praying and seeking God. And then also on the flip side, celebrating with people when they see victory in their life. It is beautiful. And I don't know about you, but it stirs me. When I hear a testimony from someone of what God has done, it stirs my faith. And that's what community group is about as well. So my prayer, my hope 
for CHC in this coming year and the years to come is that you would jump in, that you wouldn't sit on the side anymore. Maybe you haven't jumped in. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're new. Jump in. Do it. I'm telling you, leaving is hard. It's hard. It's because I have been loved so well by you guys. And and it's a good feeling to have to know that I'm leaving family who loves me so much. And that was built in homes, breaking bread together. Uh, The scripture I have for you guys is Malachi 3.16. It says, when those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and he heard, a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those of you who feared the Lord and honored his name. It's a lot of words, but basically it says when you meet together and you share together the goodness of God, he stops and he listens. The God of the universe stops what he's doing and he listens. That stirs my heart. That makes me want to have community group every single night because I want to share the good news and I want God to hear and listen and write it down. Um, you know, it's so easy. We talked about this wild year we're coming off. It's easy to kind of sit and watch, see what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, we can't let the enemy win with fear. We can't let him win. Life is meant to be lived together, laying hands on each other, having dinner together, meeting at the park, playing together, raising our kids together, praying for each other. Like that is what life is about. That is how revival starts. That is how we spread the good news is by meeting together. So my prayer today is that you guys catch on to that vision and you run and you run with endurance and we do not let the enemy win with fear, with a virus, with busyness because he comes with busyness too to keep us disconnected. So we love you guys, and it has been an honor to be part of this church, and I am so excited to see what God is going to do this year and in the years to come. I want to do one thing that I did the first uh, service. I'd like to get a picture of everyone. So hold still. We're going to go pano mode. Um, kind of before I get started, I have a couple of things. Um, I've been, in, since I've been here, I've been inspired by a lot of people. One of the people that, in, that has inspired me the most has been Simon. Um, your faith inspires me. There's, there's nothing, there's no hype involved with faith. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. That's it. It's tangible. It's a substance. Faith is a response to the word of the Lord. It is a physical response. It is a, it's not just believing. It's not just hoping. I've always watched you when you come up for healing to get prayer, and you're always trying to get out of the chair. That's faith. And what we have seen, you're not supposed to be where you're at now. 
I don't know the whole story behind everything, but you're, you, we have, whether you know it or not, we've witnessed healing and healing is sometimes it's instantaneous and sometimes it's progressive. And I shared in the last service, a verse out of, um, out of acts, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That word healing is a gradual healing. So not all of Jesus's miracles were instantaneous, but every time you have your hands, someone lays their hands on you, healing is imparted. Every time you come up for prayer, healing is imparted. Something is taking place when you ask for prayer. Healing is being imparted. And I really believe that the Lord spoke to me about you. When you come up for prayer, Stay up for prayer and pray for other people. You're going to lay hands on people and they're going to be healed because of your faith. So don't, so allow that faith to flow through you and out of you. And as you lay hands on people and they are healed, the Lord is going to pour more healing into you. And the day is going to come. You're going to get out of that chair. Um, One more, one more. Um, I texted Pete before I got up here if he trusted me. So this is for you. Um, about four or five months ago, I had a, a vision of you and Tamar. And a, and a word came to me. And it was influence. There's greater influence coming, obviously, because you're going to be the pastor. We're in that, tra- in that transition mode. But I see influence, greater influence coming to you in this city. You've been faithful to serve without any hook, without any expectation with the first responders. And the Lord says that influence is coming to you in the city with leaders in the city. It's going to, your, your, what you have done with first responders is, is making the knowledge of that is making its way up into the levels of government in the city. And I see you and Tamar having great influence over the leaders and not over the leaders, but with the leaders in this city. I saw y'all mentoring, um, I'm just going to get out of the boat, city council type people, uh, mayoral type people, staff like that, witnessing and leading them and counseling them and leading them. And specifically, I see Tamar leading and counseling a woman in government um, in the city of Vancouver. But the influence of this house is going to increase. And it's going to increase because of your faithfulness to serve the city without any hook. And that's coming. So, thank y'all for letting me do that. Thank you, Pete. So, <laughs> if you have a problem with that word, you can email yourself. So, <laughs> oh, what did I get from CHC, from City Harvest? Um, uh, so much. I've been here 20 something years, came over here with Wayman and Sandy in the late 90s. Um, City Harvest Church gave me my best friend, gave me my closest friends, gave me my friends that walked through me with the deepest issues of my life. Um, I found my wife here. I was telling the first, first service that I sat over there, one service, and was in worship, wholly devoted to the Lord. And the aisle, everybody was doing the City Harvest sway. It parted, and there was this girl and I don't know what song we were singing, but it had holy in it because I said holy something. And, and then it parted a little bit more. And, but anyway, 
my wife, I, City Harvest gave me my wife. I got my three children here. Um, many of you may not know, but uh, in the early part of my our marriage, um, um, City Harvest helped me recover from an addiction. And if it wasn't for City Harvest and the people to come alongside, connect me with the right counselors, they helped me recover from something that would have destroyed my life, destroyed my marriage, and my children never would have been born. And so I want to thank you for my children. Gave me my wife, gave me my children. My oldest was baptized this morning. Thank you for that. All along the way, we, Katie and I, we got timely prophetic words, you know, just to kind of keep going, you know, one word after the other, you know, just to move you along, press you along. Actually, one word, I shouldn't say they're always encouraging. One word we got one time, we were going through a really hard time, and John Harvey called us out or came up to us, and he said, I saw the word, um, what was it, resolve written over you, and I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? So what we were struggling with, we didn't get breakthrough on that, but we did have to have resolve, and that came to pass. Um, but it was all y'all sowing into us, encouragement, um, words, prayer that got us from one place to the other. I've been mentored and fathered and mothered in this house, Jan Stahl, a mother to me, nurturing me, encouraging me in prayer and the prophetic. Doran Olin, who's not here, mentored me and fathered as a father and a friend to me uh, in business um, and just a, a dad to me. Bob, you've been a real father and a friend and a mentor, a mentor in the prophetic. You are the one who, you know my past, you know what I came out of, but yet that didn't stop you from encouraging me to continue to grow and press forward. Thank you for being that. Thank you for being a dad to me. Um, and thank y'all for letting me practice on you with the prophetic. Thank you for letting me just make mistakes and miss it and hit it sometimes. But thank you for letting me grow in that and learn to hear the voice of the Lord and try and hear the voice of the Lord for you at times. I really, yeah, I, my first time was, was actually, um, Ben Meckle had me and some other people come and do like a little prophetic assembly for the youth. And I took it seriously. I fasted. Um, you know, I did a water fast for three days. And at the end of the three days, I didn't feel very spiritual. And, um, and so I remember asking Kate, I was like, you got to pray for me, you know, on my way, because I don't have anything. There was no, you know, feeling that you're anointed or anything. I got to the church. I was angry at God. Um, and told him, I basically said, look, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm saying whatever it is for these kids, I'm saying, and I felt like the Lord, well, the Lord at that time spoke to me and said, good, I got you where I want you. So, um, also just the, the, um, the growth and the, um, mentoring and, and prophetic type evangelism with Ben Meckel and, and Isaac McKinley, Isaac, I don't, I don't know if I've told you this story. I've told this to a couple people, but I was really inspired that time when you gave the word about, you remember when you prophesied over the PETA, or witness to the PETA people at the zoo, the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Isaac witnessed to them while they were protesting. That really 
inspired me. It, it did. It inspired me so much. I was on the way to a job site uh, up in Longview, Washington with a client there. And this client was going through a rough time. And uh, the, the owner of the company was there. His workers were there. And I felt like the Lord gave me a word as I was leaving. And I'm like, I am not doing that. And so I got in my truck, drive off. And then I, I felt like the Lord just said, turn around and do it. And I just kind of like a kid, fine, I'll stop. And um, I got out and the, I felt like the Lord said, look, if Isaac can do it, you can do it. Okay. So I went up to this guy. They were going through a hard time. I gave him this, his, this word. And he said, I really needed that today. I needed you to do that today. And so I'm glad I obeyed um, and, and did that. But it was inspired by you. I probably took it a little a little further than I should have because it was had one of those moments where you say something and you want to grab the words and put them back in your mouth. As he said that, I was like, can I give you a hug? Two grown men on a construction site. And I'm thinking, no. And I nestle right into his shoulder. So <laughs> we're both crying. Anyway, so <laughs> these are the things that y'all have sown into us or into me. In the growth in my, in my life, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. Um, and so what, what I feel like God is saying to City Harvest Church is continue doing what you're doing. Continue sowing into people like myself. You know, the, the mandate has not changed. Your mandate hasn't changed as a church. You're still called to help people find their identity and their destiny in Christ. That has not changed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic going on. It doesn't matter if, you're, if there's a lockdown going on. It doesn't matter if you have to wear a mask, if you don't have to wear a mask. The mandate has not changed. So what you did for me, keep doing for others. And I really believe that the Lord would say to the church is don't let fear disrupt or destroy your unity. Treat fear because there's plenty of fear to go around right now. And it doesn't matter what side of the fence you fall on politically or ideologically or mask wise or vaccine wise or who's present or who's not present. It, that's irrelevant. But so there's plenty of fear to go around for everybody. But why is there fear? There's fear because the enemy is afraid because he knows that we're on the precipice of the greatest awakening the world's ever seen. And so what he wants to do is spread fear to, to sow into the church to keep them from doing what God's called them to do. And that's to reach the lost and sweep in a billion souls and steal a billion souls and sweep them into the kingdom of God. That's why there's fear. Don't let fear, especially fear and, and suspicion of your brother and sister in Christ, don't let that even cling to you. Turn it off. Let it go. It's not worth it. He's called us to more than that. And fear breeds distrust. Treat fear and distrust and presumption and assumptions about your brothers and sisters. Treat that as the enemy. Treat that as the enemy. And do everything you can. In Ephesians 4, 2, and 3, it says, do everything you can to preserve the bond of unity. Why? Because in Psalm 133 and 1, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Because it's like, it's like the oil of anointing that was poured out on Aaron flowed down over his beard. 
all consumed the, the, his garments down to his feet because the Lord said, there, I command the, command the blessing. In unity, there's blessing. So guard that unity. Guard that unity. Treat, treat, um, treat fear as the enemy. And I'm going to close with this. One of my favorite movies is Remember the Titans. And so anytime I want to get pumped up, I turn it to that scene when, you know, when the, when the, when the school has hired the referees to throw the game. And so they're calling flags on them for holding, for offsides that aren't there. They're cheating. And so they can't do anything. They're just, they're losing the game because it's not fair. You know what? Right now is kind of not kind of like that. It's not fair. There's some things going on that, that you may think that are not fair. But what does that coach do? Calls timeout, calls him over to the sides to the sidelines, and he tells his defense, he says, eyes on me. Not one more yard, not another yard. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit would say to the churches. With all the distractions and everything and all the news and everything, eyes have to be on me. Enough of the distractions, eyes and ears on what I say. Because the Lord's going to, if we, if we do that, then we get back on the field and we kick the enemies, you know what? Well, how cool, you know, it's been a, um, definitely a full service and, uh, if you're new here, I'm sorry if it feels a little ADD and you're up, down, serious, crying, laughing. They're telling you to get more happy and get more energetic and all that. But, you know, we we do consider ourselves family and we consider ourselves a community and that God has brought us together, not just to come in here on a, on a weekend service and just kind of check church off the box and then go out. But we we are we're here to to come together and gather like this, but we're also supposed to be in community with one another. And that's not just us looking around and saying, you know, I'm kind of like that person and they look interesting and I really like their views on those things and kind of picking and choosing. No, it's just seeing who does God bring together into your life, people that are like you, people that are different than you, and that we're here to support one another. We're here to challenge one another. And you heard a lot of different things. Um, you know, Katie, I just, I love the, the verse she brought out, John 13, 35, that they're going to know that we are his disciples by our love for one another, which means we can't let divisiveness, we can't let our opinions, we all have our opinions. How many of you guys have the right opinion? <laughs> so we all have our opinions, we all have our viewpoints, and, and we were made to be like that. But yet those things weren't supposed to bring division between us. They weren't supposed to set us against one another. And so with those, we're still there because they're going to be refined. How many of you have had your right opinions shaped a little bit, you know, sanded down a little bit and, and remolded a little bit. And so we're going to be in unity and it's that unity and that love that then it, it reveals something different because that's not what's happening in culture. Tom brought up just about jumping in. And he said, you know, they came and they jumped in. I want to encourage you to jump in. I don't know if you remember the first time you jumped off the high dive. I do. I belly flopped. And so I, I totally remember it, but I was at a community pool. The pressure, what we were doing swim lessons. I was terrible at it. Um, 
I was one of those kids that was like, you know, three feet taller than all the other kids in my swim class. But uh, everybody was going up to the high dive. And, you know, I didn't look that high when you're up there. But this is a terrible analogy because I'm making it worse to jump in. So let's scratch the analogy. But the point is, (laughs) somewhere in life, you got to jump in. I was just realizing that my analogy was going to make you be like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm not doing community group. (laughs) We got to jump in. We go beyond our comfort zone. We go beyond what we feel uh, uh, is, is, you know, you join a group, not because it looks cool. You join a group because that's where Holy Spirit's leading you to be. And because there's something that God wants to do in you, and there's something that God wants to do through you in those situations. Nicole brought up invite. So there's jumping in if you've never jumped in. But if you're someone where you're here and you already jumped in, you're in the pool and you're swimming, invite others to come in. Don't just say, I got my group, I I got my people, I got my community, and then watch others just kind of sit around the edges. We got to step out. We got to be that friend to others that we've always wanted people to be to us. Because that's exactly what Jesus has done in our life. Also lifting up each other's arms. Man, every single one of us has gone through hard times. And hard times are terrible when you're alone. Hard times are terrible when you can't muster up the strength. You can't muster up the joy. You can't muster up your own encouragement. You just feel paralyzed. What you need is people that will come stand next to you, that speak life into you, that speak hope into you, that remind you of who God is, that remind you of the songs that we sang this morning and to rebuild that faith and that trust. Daniel said, don't let fear break up your unity. Man, fear is, a, is an enemy. It is a cancer that comes in and begins just to destroy. We can't let it break up our unity. Psalms 133.1 Just how good, how pleasant, how beautiful, how wonderful it is when we, as brothers and sisters, dwell together in unity, dwell together in harmony, dwell together caring for one another. And then lastly, his charge, the Holy Spirit saying, eyes on me, not another yard. Man, what a powerful reminder. You know, that's one of those ones you like write on your mirror with lipstick or you put on your dashboard or any of you ever put like a three by five card in front of your um, speedometer and you never know how fast you're going. You get a ticket or you put it over the gas and then you run out of gas. But hey, it doesn't matter. You were encouraged by the Holy Spirit the whole time. So, but man, it is so cool to hear from family. And uh, that's what we, you know, we try to do this three times a year on just a community life Sunday where we kind of launch the next trimester of community life is not to just, you know, say Bob or I get up here and just share a message on it, but to hear from one another, to hear from what is God doing in you and through you as you are in community. And, and for the summer, we're not launching any new community groups. There are some community groups that have been going that are going to continue going. And by all means, stay in those. And if you um, are, you really want to get into a group, you can talk uh, at the info table after the service in the lobby and they'll help you get set up with one of those but we're doing what we're calling a summer of joy here a couple months ago the ministry coordinators we got together and we had prayed and just kind of everybody was supposed to bring what did they feel like god wanted to do in the summer in all different parts of city harvest and so we just started writing things on the board and and one of the darcy at the end of it is just like i just feel like this is supposed to be a summer of joy so that's what we're doing 
How many of you guys could use a little more joy in your life? Come on, give me, give me a smile. Come on, perk it up. Here we go. Here's the neat thing about joy is that it's a choice. And that joy isn't based off of what's happening. It's something we choose joy. Uh, I remember as a kid, uh, I'm a moody person, and I can be a little dramatic and a little emotional. I remember going to a lot of places where I should have had a ton of joy, but I chose to allow my emotions, my mood, rob me of that joy. Anybody in here ever do that? you don't know, I I like class participation. So can everyone just raise their hand so I feel good? There we go. Thank you. But we got to choose joy. So that's what we want to do this summer is not focus our mood off of what we see outside or what's happening, but it's a choice that we make that we want to have joy. So uh, some of these dates will be coming out this week, but just a couple of the things we're going to be doing is um, Sunday fun days is actually today is going to be our first one. It nothing absolutely amazing. It's just a time for community. And I want to encourage you after the service, stick around. We got lemonade. Uh, The kids are doing a lemonade stand and you don't even have to pay a quarter. The quarter's on us. I know we're generous. That's just who we are. We're a generous church. Uh, We got little mini corn dogs. We got those small hard pretzels that chip your teeth and, uh, but it's all free. We got worship nights once a month. The worship night, just come together and just worship and just be able to focus on that. You don't got someone like me interrupting the songs. You just get to come and sing, be with God. We got family chore days. How many of you guys miss chores or you love having chores? In, in our house, we call them family responsibilities because it's your responsibility. But uh, we are coming together and we are going to just uh, clean up the yard around here, if you know what I mean. So one, we'll, we'll get you those dates. We've got graduation appreciation. Any seniors in the room? A couple of them. Come on. They're graduating and we want to appreciate them. So we'll be sending out an email with details on doing that. We got our family blessing, which is more like a free garage sale, but it's not like where you bring your garbage and you just like hope someone else takes it to the dump for you. The the word blessing is actually a real important factor here. You're blessing other people with things. We have kids camp, youth camp, family backyard bash. Uh, What is a family backyard bash? I don't know. It's where you put games in your backyard and you have a bash with them and you just enjoy the time and open heavens just a night of the prophetic a night of the healing believing for God to come and intervene and do things so we're excited for this summer we want to choose joy this summer we want to choose joy in our relationships with one another it's sad to see friends go but you know what uh here in a second we're actually having uh, a couple people we had some each service we have some at the spanish service people that are saying that they want to make city harvest um their home they believe god is saying i I don't want you just kind of coming and going Uh, i've called you to be planted here and to let your roots go down deep and i want you to be involved and i want you to receive and so we're going to be welcoming them in but uh just want to say thank you for coming today